Welcome to Eurodial University with Jeff Snyder. My name is Emil Kalinowski. For those of you who have been listening a long time, you know that Jeff is the head of global research for Alhambra Investments, where he posts daily at his blog. Weekly, he posts at Real Clear Markets, a little bit longer essays, more historical, more user-friendly. And uh, you may not know, though, ladies and gentlemen, that Jeff is writing at a new location at the Epic Times. Jeff, you'll have to tell us a little bit about this. And I wanted to go over an article that you uh, penned recently. It was on the 24th of April, and it's about the Japanese economy. And for those of you who are not in Japan and you don't care what in the world is happening in Japan, it's symbolic of what's happening in the rest of the world. And we're going to talk about Japanese trade, Jeff. The nominal numbers, the headline numbers for Japan look fantastic. Below the headlines, Better not so much. Tell Better us than that. They look yeah, fan- go. fantastic is a good word, but I think they look absolutely stunning, right? Mm. Especially J- Japanese imports. It, it makes, you know, I think the number was 32%. Correct me if I'm wrong somewhere. This was the month of March of 2022. So year over year, a 32% increase in imports makes it sound like Japan is just booming here. They want so much goods and services from mostly goods, mostly raw material from around the rest of the world. A third increase year over year. I mean, that sounds really inflationary. And exports too, Jeff. The imports Ex- yes. to build things that the rest of the world will be using. They're wonderful products. And if their exports are booming too, Jeff, that means the rest of the world is almost likely, almost certainly booming as well as their customers can afford a 31.2% increase in imports which then for the rest of the world translates into Japanese exports of 14.7 increase year over year for March. Again, fantastic headline numbers. The economy is doing well. No wonder Jay Powell is trying to tamp down the red hot economy in the United States. We can see it in Japan. I wonder, Emil, are you being fooled by prices? Are you falling for the price illusion here as most other people are? I love David Copperfield. I loved it. When I was growing up, he would walk through the Chinese wall, the Great Wall in China. He would have this lady and he would saw in her half. And it was wonderful. And I thought I wanted to be a magician too. And he dated a bombshell model. So I thought, yes, illusions. I want to be in the illusion make-believe world. That's why I'm in fantasy football, general manager of a fantasy football team, not in the real NFL. Jeff, the price illusion, what is it? What does it have to do with Japan's exports and imports? Well, the price illusion is essentially the supply shock or the other part of the supply shock, which is that prices change for really artificial non-economic reasons, partly economic reasons. By and large, it had to do with government responses to the pandemic and overreactions here and all across the world. The inability of the supply system to supply goods as the demand for those goods came back uh, over time after the 2020 recession. And uh, not just the inability to supply goods, but also the inability to source and uh, ship them, transport them around the world, created all sorts of impediments and bottlenecks, which simple economics tells us when you have inelastic supply and an increase in demand, the price has to adjust. Now, normally you'd say, well, the price is going up, but so what? Isn't that just a better economic situation? And really, when you look at a supply shock historically, no. What it is, is it's a redistribution, oftentimes in a harmful way. 
So if prices are rising for certain things, but not other things, and uh, prices are rising for goods and we're paying more, but getting less, that not necessarily a positive outlook on their positive uh, condition or outlook on the economy. The graphs that we're going to show right now show the headline number in the bold line, ladies and gentlemen, exports and imports. We're just going to be flipping back and forth between these charts. The bold line, that's what we were talking about. That's what's in the headline, exploding higher, rip-roaring economy. And then you'll see these dashed lines, Jeff, and the dashed line's completely different story. They're going down. They're going down for exports and for imports, stagnation, stagnation. What, what is this? By volume, right, Jeff? Yeah, so the, the Japanese government and the Japanese trade officials uh, helpfully give us two sets of data. One is the amount of goods and services that Japan imports as well as exports by value, which incorporates price changes as well as what's actually moving around. And then they remove those price effects for us and tell us about how much volume of goods and services are being moved around either into Japan or outside of Japan. And over the last year, uh, since uh, consumer prices and producer prices and commodity prices around the world had skyrocketed, you see two very different, as you're showing here, two very different sets of situations where by value, where prices are involved, it looks like, as we said before, Japan is absolutely booming. But when you look at it by volume, you're like, wait a minute, this is a different planet. This is completely different uh, interpretation because what's going on is very different by volume than by value, which means that Japan is actually paying a lot more to get about the same amount of stuff that they imported last year. Can you imagine paying a third more for the stuff that you absolutely need and getting the same amount? That isn't a good economic situation whatsoever. That's a harmful economic situation, especially for a country like Japan, where they import most of their basic necessities, including raw materials, food, and fuel. So paying a hell of a lot more to get just the same amount of stuff means something else is going to have to suffer for it. And then on the other side of things, exporting goods, which as you said, Emil, Japan is very good about importing materials, especially uh, individual, uh, individual manufactured parts, assembling them together, producing them, and sending finished goods off to the rest of the world. Exports up 14%, that's not bad by value, but by volume, they're actually down compared to last year. So the cost of living, the cost of actually operating the Japanese economy has gone up by a third just to get the same amount of stuff, while they actually send fewer goods and a little bit of services, but mostly goods outside of Japan to the rest of the world. That's a problem for Japan, but it also tells us something about the rest of the world, too. Jeff, well, it, what it tells us is that the economy really is not doing so well. And I bet you that's what people are feeling. That's what we see in the sentiment surveys of consumers, inflation expectations for many years ahead. Consumers are not feeling anywhere near the level of optimism that the headline numbers bring in. Jeff, if there's anything else about this article, let us know. Otherwise, please tell us about what kind of articles do you write for the Epic Times and how they might differ from Real Clear Markets or at the Alhambra Investments website? Well, so far for the Epic Times is mostly more current event type assessments, trying to figure out, you know, what is the U.S. economy and the global economy doing? What can we learn from foreign economies that we could then use to analyze the situation here in the United States? 
How does that relate to financial markets, the usual stuff like that? The Federal Reserve policy, Jay Powell being blind, all the normal, usual stuff there, but it's more current event focused. I wanted to be an illusionist like David Copperfield when I was young until I heard about this story when he took out supermodel Claudia Schiffer out to dinner and he made a basket of french fries disappear. She, of course, fell in love with him and started to, to date him. I was appalled because I love french fries, Jeff, and no woman is worth that. And it was at that moment where I set my course on a different path, a different goal, to be an economist, to be a YouTube host here with you. Did I make the right decision? Of course I did. I don't know. I don't think french fries are worth it. <laughs> so... We'll see. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs>